Last time on Reboots and Dragons. As you get to the roof, you see staggering out the Knoll leader, and he's looking beyond you guys in terror, and he actually steps back off the roof himself. Is this Predator 2? It is. Ten Duragar, strung up and flayed, are hanging from the rafters. I don't know what this is, but it's bad, guys. It's real bad. The doors blow open, and the gnomish Medea agents run in. Fuck it. Samson's going to backhand him to try and knock the glasses off. Okay, so slap, slap. (laughs) In your inventory now, you have glasses of unknown make. Oh, these sunglasses are stylish. Welcome back to Reboots and Dragons, the podcast where we take great movies and make them pieces of shit. I am your dun- I'm just kidding. I am your dungeon master, uh, Spiridon Alexopoulos, and with me today I have Cody playing Vianor, Bill playing Samson Threadwell, uh, Nick playing Cosmos Glitterbum, Adam Hinos playing Threadek Gunberg, and Nem playing Keith. So where we left off, our intrepid and special group of Weratorque's finest had gotten some pretty slick shades that they finagled off of some halfling federales. And um, yeah, you guys basically found some interesting information out. There was a, a metallic spearhead or arrowhead of some sort lodged into the rafters of this horrific kill zone that you guys saw with flayed Duragar bodies. There's not much to go on just yet, but you know that there's a killer loose and he's taking it to at least one of the primary street gangs in Were Torque, which would be the now defunct Scorpios, who were a Knoll street gang. So later that night, let your mind's eye imagine a dark room of the high rise that you guys got kicked out of by Agent Patronymus Peter Keys of Medea, the uh, magical drug enforcement agency. These events transpire later on in the day after you have successfully learned the metallurgy of the arrowhead, which happens to be of foreign make, not of this plane. The alchemist of the Torque police department was very surprised at what she saw insofar as the metallurgic makeup of that. So let your mind's eye imagine the darkened room of that palatial apartment that you guys had walked into that horrific murder scene. The agents have left. The cord that has corded off the area kind of flaps in the breeze and it's really quiet. So midnight, only lit by the lights of the city below, In the darkness, a small circle of light illuminates the handsome features of Detective Denethor Danny Archuleta. He has re-entered the crime scene. Poking around, he notices something up near the rafters where the previously flayed bodies of Duragar berserkers were removed by the Wertorque Police Department. As Danny slowly sweeps his torch through the rafters, a scintillating refraction of light captures his attention. As if by some trick of the torchlight, a huge muscular silhouette of some unseen creature drops silently from the rafters. And as the horror grips Denethor and he tries to scream, he realizes he cannot. His lungs and vital organs have been pierced by some unseen jagged weapon of horror. He tries to scream, and all that comes out is a hollow, rattle-like sound of his lungs filling with their precious lifeblood. He gets 
pulled away like violently up into the rafters and that is the last we see of Danny Archuleta. No, not Danny. Oh, Were we Danny, close with we Danny? We hardly knew ye. Um, I mean, he was an NPC that gave you valuable information. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. So Danny's death leaves a void in the main core of the department. A veteran of the termination culling of the WTCW, he seemed immortal. Leona cannot understand. You guys are left in shock. So I guess you were kind of close. Okay. Retcon or meta. What is it? Meta or retcon? Retcon closeness. Something. Yeah. As the formal city guard funerary corps lays Danny to rest in a tomb of honor in the garden of the small gods, a snow white raven appears and alights on the lawn near your feet. Attached is a note. All right. Well, I'm a ranger. So I like animals. I'm going to go up to the raven and take the note. A spouse to set your birds on silent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You get an inspiration point. That was so dumb and really good. (laughs) So the note is written in like a thick, strong, very linear hand. It almost looks like runes, but it's written in common. And it reads, tonight... Outside the police station. All right, I'm going to show it to the rest of the crew. Like, hey, you guys, look what I found. And I show you guys the note. Where'd you come across this? A raven. A white raven flew in and had it attached to it. You know who used to like white ravens? Danny. And I start crying. (laughs) What does it mean? There's no pictures on this. (laughs) (laughs) Do we usually receive our messages via bird? (laughs) Uh, is that a question? Of, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, God damn it. I would say you do have the eye stone, so this is a bit antiquated and somehow kind of has more gravitas. It's so quaint. So it's not typical for us to receive notes via birds in this world. No, well, I would say a Snow White Raven showing up at the funeral of Detective Danny Archuleta is a bit circums- circumspect. Is that the right word? Sure. Can I try to talk to the raven? Sure. Okay. Who um, gave you this? Who gave it to you now? <laughs> are you just yelling at the raven? <laughs> you guys much. are like the same size. It <laughs> hop, hops around like from leg to leg uncomfortably. Yes. I Who's the trigger him. man? <laughs> Who right. did this? Who gave this to you? <laughs> the bird is just kind of uncomfortable as this as this fairy is screaming at him at a procession at a funeral. <laughs> so, girly, you recognize this bird? Um, no, I don't know. Uh, can I? I'm going to talk to him. Who who are who, who who gave you this note? The Lord of the Shadows gave me this note. <laughs> <laughs> inspiration point. The Lord of the Sh- you gave him an inspiration. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna spend it to reroll. Okay. Yeah. Who is the Lord of the Shadows? And I'm speaking like squawk, squeak, squeak, squawk. I was gonna. How say, are you gonna speak? Like squawk, squeak, squeak. Like that's that's what it sounds to them. So this is what happens as you speak to the Raven and Raven. It responds to you in common. And, like, looks oh. at you kind of weird when you're, like, speaking in its native tongue. So it literally just said, the Lord of the Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> but who is the Lord of the Shadows? King Bruthal Willbreaker. Oh, you guys, it's, uh... Well, they, you it's know, goddamn you King Willie. We understand him. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> so I think we should go try to find King Willie before, or do you guys want to just go outside the... Station. I say we set up a death zone and fucking wait outside. <laughs> so it is daytime. It said, and the note said tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something's a... rotten in the state of Denmark here. 
I have a shotgun and a pocket full of shells, so let's do this. So what do you, you guys want to go try to find King Willie prior to this, or should we just set up a death zone outside of the police station? Where is this King of Shadows? He oh. lives in the shadows. But Hence, like, King of Shadows. I bet the rent's pretty cheap there. Yeah, it's actually quite reasonable. Is it like all the shadows or just like a specific one? I would say there's a shady area where he lives and yes. Which <laughs> which shady area does he live in? Well, I can't really divulge that. That wouldn't be that smart. Dude, it? is it that shady Meadows place up on 5th? That uh, condo building? Um, Yes, but... <laughs> but no. <laughs> I'm going to do a persuasion to try to get him to get tell us okay. where to find him. <laughs> okay. An advantage on this. Persuasion or... Oh, Jesus. Uh, nine. Oh. A nine? No. Just describe to me how you're going to try to persuade the raven. Um, so we we are trying to... Uh, we just lost our friend, Danny Archuleta. May I feast Ryan. on his eyes? No, you cannot. Oh, well, it's worth it. As, as an old man... Uh, Samson Threadwell has hard candy in his pocket. And uh, <laughs> Bird's favorite food, hard candy. <laughs> and he's gonna offer he's gonna offer a, a uh, Bertorky version of a uh, Werther's original. <laughs> the, the the raven like looks at it, you know, cocks its head in that avian way, and it like pierces it with its beak, and then it starts to swallow it full on, and then it begins to choke. <laughs> All right, with my hooves, I try to press it. Press no, you're gonna, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I'm just going to grab the Hold raven. Hold on a second. Stand by. Oh, Continue. God. With my hooves, I try to perform chest compressions. You smear the animal raven. hand. Oh, you <laughs> Apparently, I do, too. <laughs> as you try, as you try, you successfully dislodge the Werther's candy so from the raven, but you just completely lost. flatten it with your hoof. Sweet. I pick it up and just pop it in my mouth. What, the Werther's or the Fravens? <laughs> the Werther's. Animal manhandling, that is. Right? Okay. Actually, centaur handling. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Clean up on aisle five. <laughs> well, you guys killed our only lead. You know who would really appreciate this? It was Danny. Killing a white raven? He Are really, you mad? He really liked when we abused police force. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it might be dangerous now that I know that you have a pocket full of candy. (laughs) (laughs) As an old man, the candy is there, but it is old candy. It's been there for a while. I was going to say, I feel like there's some sort of like a magical portal to an old man's pocket where it's never, it's like a bag of holding, but only for like old Worthers. By the way, what would the War Torque version of Worthers be called? Oh, geez. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but. Let's just call it like. Wellathor's. <laughs> okay. okay. Wellathor's original. Okay. Um, great. I'm going to write that down because I'm bringing that back. Wellathor's original? Yeah. Okay. And that is canon. That's canon now. Yeah, that needs to go on the wiki. You follow the wiki at home, kids. <laughs> the wiki. I think it's got eight things on there. Zippers, uh, bonds. Nope. No, those are not on those yet. Well, <laughs> Someone has to actually physically They're put on the list. Up. They'll be there. <laughs> well, I, I say we just go and set up shop. Okay. Short um, rest. But what do you guys want So wait, are we setting up an ambush at the meat point? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> Which is outside the police station. Yeah, dude. Okay. Fine. Let's do it. We're totally not doing anything weird. We're cops. <laughs> okay. Um, so is that what you guys want to do? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, describe to us what the outside of the cop shop looks like. Okay. So 
if you remember from the last game, it's like an enormous square building and it has been effectively fortified. Like out in the outside, there are these huge cinder block and wooden kind of ramparts that protect the interior courtyard. It's like a keep, essentially. So as since it's similar to a keep, would there be like anti-siege defenses, like maybe a giant pot of boiling oil on the roof? I would say because this is fant- this is where Torquay, yeah, there's like a mix of, it looks like a present day police station hybrid with, yeah, there's like a ballista on the top and there's all this, there's a, a bunch of knickknacks around it, yeah. So who's going to be the point man meeting with King Willie? I'll meet with because I don't mind being there, but I was going to suggest that. Uh, so I have minor illusion and I could just, I can only go up to five feet, but uh, glitter bombs less than five feet. So bum, glitter only bum. one bum, only one cheek. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Leave you always mess up everybody. <laughs> yeah, I suck with names. All right. Call but, me Cosmos then. Cosmos, sorry. (laughs) But Cosmos, you're less than five feet, so I could pretend that you're with us if you wanted to be somewhere. You know, if they're expecting us to be invisible. Yeah, he can just be invisible. Well, no, but if you're invisible, they'll still think you're there, so it wouldn't be, we wouldn't raise suspicion if they're looking for all of us. You should have him ride on your back and minor illusion him as a backpack. Oh, that'd be fun. You want to do that? I could just be invisible on your back. But you can save a spell slot, though. That's like a lot of I don't have a spell slot. I just do it once a day. Oh, can you? Yeah, but you could save it for when you need it. Okay, fine. My illusion me as a backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, you literally could probably hide it by backpack because I do have a messenger bag. We did establish this earlier before the game. Oh, before we meet up with this dude, can we go steal those fucking weapons from the evidence locker? locker? Yeah, (laughs) sure. Okay, so basically you're saying you want to head back to the... Yeah, we'll go back to the police station, steal Steal some some shit, (laughs) set up an ambush out front of it. Okay, cool. And and tell the cops to not worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're pretty much the head team here. Yeah, Yeah, you are. We we don't want to inform any of the cops. Well, let's see what happens when you get to the... uh, base center. Leona? Leona and B. Pilgrim is the... uh, Yeah, based on our last experiment experience at the police station it seems like half of those people are inept or hate us for being in the wrong jurisdiction or something like that so there may be two people that we could tell but uh, i don't captains like... by the book remember yeah. Yeah. me and whiskers are pretty tight mr yeah. pilgrim is by the book <laughs> whiskers the cat yeah, yeah all right, right let's just see what happens let's just, cat. <laughs> for purposes of progressing the story i guess we'll just okay go so as you guys get back to so I imagine you guys kind of walking in, you know, the door opens and you're maybe walking in kind of like a formation, kind of slow motion, badass. Maybe there's a dove flies in the background, yeah. slow motion. I'm literally like skipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in slow motion yeah. with your, your enormous shotgun. Giant guns. Yeah. Yeah. This like really like timid looking, I guess like a cadet comes up to you guys. So this is still midday. You're not at night yet. And you receive a summons that Captain B Pilgrim wants to see you. Uh oh. Hold your horses there, buckaroo. We got something to do real quick, but we'll be there in five minutes. Um, okay. So you guys notice something like weird, a little strange that you haven't really noticed as you're walking through the precinct. A lot of the officers and even some of the um, people who are like taking statements in the main room are like hovering around their eye stones or their uh, scrying pools 
which essentially is like their LED TVs. And you hear like, again, that staccato voice of the reporter saying, as we're Torque watch officers. Oh no, that's your voice, sorry. Old timey voices, fucking. Yeah. It's contagious. A new player's in town, claiming we're Torque as his turf, once controlled by the Durgar and old drug lords. Watch as we continue our reports. Yes, the word is out. WT is up for grabs. The spoils of our once fine city going to the ruthless scum who can spread the most carnage and blood in our streets. The latest update on the scoreboard? Five assorted trash and one good cop. One of the best on our force. Who's next? Where's the mayor? He's not even in the city. And so you see that like there's people are kind of like fucked up. They're like, okay, there's shit going down. Like someone did like an insane killing of the Knoll gang. The same thing happened with the Duragar who were like, you know, they have this turf war. So like, is there another person involved or bodies involved? And that's what you can feel that in the air. People are like, what the fuck is going on right now? So that's what happens when you walk in. The cadet came up, and let's say his name is Young Daniel. <laughs> and, Danny too. Yeah. So Young Daniel comes up and he says, "Um, sirs, uh, the Captain B. Pilgrim would like to see you in his office." Let's go to the office. I thought you. I thought we were gonna go pick up some things from a man down the road. Oh right. Wait, oh. Threda, you go and distract him, and we'll do the. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Sir, sir, what's the nudge, nudge, wink, wink? Oh, sorry. I didn't know you could hear me still. Um, That's none of your business, sonny boy. We all have to use the restroom together. Well, is that normal for elite uh, elite units of the we're talking? Well, they kind of yeah, the, have to help me use the urinal because of, you see, by my, my you know. If uh, you uh-huh, reference but, your penis, Jesus uh-huh. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, the urinals aren't meant for centaurs. You know, by my... My facilities are back here, so I need the help of these guys. See, well, now you made him embarrassed. But you make fun of a man with a disability? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll see him shortly. Wait, just just uh, run along. Sh- sh- shouldn't you be using the stable, though? Oh, Ooh, racist. Uh, you vile racist. Little Daniel, this just man, run along before this uh, gets messy. This man is a hero. Uh, I <laughs> kick at him, but I miss. <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a four plus whatever. I said this. I don't care. Okay, yeah. So, like, you, like, go to kick at young Daniel, and you just basically upturn some poor secretary's desk. I have a feeling that I've probably already wandered off into that direction. <laughs> Fair like, enough. <laughs> okay, so you guys want to try to raid the weapons locker or whatever? I don't want any part of this. At, at, okay. th- at this point, there's a large distraction, and yeah. Samson's going to definitely play it up like, I'll hold him back. No, it's not worth it. All okay. Right. All right. You guys look distracted. I'll keep the distraction going as long as yeah, cool. need. I'm heading over there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. This is totally off book. That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, you said there's sweet-ass guns in there. I want to. Well, by, by the way, one of the things I've learned in every single one of these, I've tried to have cops and people helping cops. No one wants to play a good cop that doesn't rob its own precinct. It happens literally every fucking game. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if it's, it's in the precinct, precinct is it, it robbery? If, it, yeah. if it's in the precinct, it belongs to the cops. We're cops. We're just borrowing it. So we're you basically this this like this syllogism that you guys are talking about is like what normal police officers probably think. They're like everything in the <laughs> the <laughs> evidence locker is up for grabs. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair well, enough. Taxpayer funded. Yeah. Okay, so, so you guys walk down to the uh, dungeon effectively where the weapons locker is and sitting at the entry point where I'm sure it's gated, there is a small Aarakocra 
Sure, why not? That's a bird person for all you non D and D nerds. Yeah. Wipe your feet. It's, <laughs> it's smart to put like, hey, you got this big thing with wings. Just shove it really deep underneath the ground where yeah. it can't. Pop. So, so this is. I would say this is like an aracocra that is like a sparrow, but maybe like a three foot tall sparrow person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Would you describe it as a nerd? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. A nerd Sparrow person. <laughs> so real quick, Samson and I are still doing distraction and oh, yeah. Thread I wanted nothing to do with it. So is it just Cosmo and Keith down there? Um, I mean, I mean, there's yeah. a good chance I could just take care of this. I'm pretty tiny. I mean, if you <laughs> want to just go for it, go say, for it. Uh, right, yeah, how, how much weapons to, can you but, carry? Like full-size um, weapons, you know what I mean? Fey magic, whatever. Okay. <laughs> right, really quick. Let's say I'm there too, but I'm not stealthy. So my plan is to... Be some kind of second seduce distraction. The, seduce the bird person. Seduce the bird person. Okay. The bird person's name is Officer Norm Janswell. <laughs> he does Jan well. Jans. Jans, nice. So you walk up and Norm's like, oh, didn't see you, detectives. How's it going? <laughs> oh, hey, Norm. How's it been? Ah, uh, you know, slow, slow, easy. What can I do for you? Yeah, I was wondering if you could help me. I think there's something weird with my longsword. Let me show you over here. Oh, let's take a look at it. And he like puts down like giant Coke bottle glasses. Nerd goggles. Yeah, nerd goggles. And he's he's like very rotund. He's like just basically spherical. He's the bird version of a short, fat Chicago cop. Sure. Uh, let's take a look at the old sword over there. Uh, and so he like takes your longsword and it's huge for him, right? Yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't just let him have it because oh. it's my rune sword, right? He's so. trying to pull him though from out. Yeah, yeah. Behind okay, the... he goes, step over to my work desk, and he kind of leaves the entryway to the Weir Torque evidence locker open. Cool, I'm going to run a stealth and okay. you know, not waste my invisibility, is that? Okay. We might need it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, feel free to waste it if you want. Sweet. Uh, eight. <laughs> um. So, but I mean, he's distracted. He's, he's talking he's, to me like, what's yeah, the stealth? He's, he's you know dis- what I mean? He's distracted, but he's going to turn and say, uh... Officer uh, Glitterbump, uh, where you uh, where you headed? I saw old Whiskers go over there, and I wanted to get in there. Oh, that cat's a fucking rascal! Always getting in the goddamn fadest. Uh, yeah, but, go ahead and have a look at him. Sweet. But yeah, Normeto thing. I think the thing I'm wondering about is my runes that are on the sword. I wonder if you know the gunk and the blood will really affect the potency of, of the rune of magic. The yeah, you know. Well, I'm, I'm no sure. uh, rune specialist, but uh, and then he pulls out this uh, little like tube of ointment, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, but uh, this is uh, some special oil that I uh found, and he does quotation marks with his fingers, with his bird hands, I found off of, uh, you know, one of the perps we took down uh, to a holding cell, and he gives you a oil that will add plus one to your uh, weapon, a plus one oil, it is single use, and it is Norm Janswell's oil of Enlargement? Mm. Aggression. <laughs> of, of what? Aggression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oil of aggression. <laughs> so I like what just happened there is he's doing distractions so they could rob this guy. And it's like, I'm going to reward that with more stuff. <laughs> and I think I just got to walk in there. So I'm just walking yeah. in there now. Yeah. Okay. So you walk into the weapons locker and actually Whiskers is there. Oh, sweet. And the weapons locker is not much to look at. There's a lot of like broken swords. There's... A lot of shitty looking weapons. There's a decent piece of cuirass. It's it's like way too big for you. But sitting in the back, there is a um, an enclosed area, not locked, but where like the heavy duty stuff is. And sure, why not? We'll just say that there is 
a so tell me the stats for your shotgun uh so the shotgun is a 1d10 okay so you find a choke basically there's like a broken firearm and you can improve your weapon you'll get like a 1d10 plus two improvement for a muzzle choke and then there's also a blunderbuss that is a you know what those are right yeah it's like yeah. a cone-shaped pilgrimy kind of a thing like a bugs um, bunny gun yeah actually. a big bugs bunny gun there but there are no automatic weapons or anything uh, like that what's the damage of the the blunderbuss yeah the blunderbuss can be 2d8 right and then whiskers kind of like weaves around your legs and he's like his eyes are like super wide and his hair is on end and he's covered in white powder and he's like sweet i hop on him and write him out (laughs) he goes bananas so cut to upstairs where you guys are still talking to young daniel who's like cowering in fear all of a sudden a fairy riding a fey dusted out uh whiskers comes careening through the office space, making just a general havoc, and the door to Captain B. Pilgrim's office, like, blasts open, and he goes, Glitterbum! All you other bastards, get in here right now! Coming, Captain, but listen, Daniel, if you ever race shame me again for where my anatomy allows me to pee and where it won't let me pee, I swear you'll get a hoof-shaped tattoo on your head. Sure, I'm so sorry. I just thought it would be more efficient. I apologize. That's all right. All right. You better talk to your union steward, kid. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> so we go into this office. Okay. Say. Yeah, we'll move the story along because why not? You see that B. Pilgrim's eyes are like rimmed and they're red, and you can tell that he's just, like, livid. And he points around and he goes, Everybody, sit down! I goes, It's okay, BNR, you you know, you don't have to. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm always sitting. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. But listen, guys, I'm just as torn up about Danny as you are. But your run-ins with keys have put me in a huge fucking bind. As we're K watch officers, also responsible for the destruction of two neighborhood blocks, but also with about 10 commendations of valor each, and the best felony arrest record in the history of this department, my intervention on your behalf is the only reason you guys still have a job. Well, at least this one. Okay, I get it. The gig economy. I remember when I hired you. I get it. You got a lot of jobs. Some of us don't. Some of us are waiting on a goddamn pension. And he goes, and he kind of like grabs his his chest. Uh, And he like, go ahead. I got a kid trip, spare the dying. Okay. Just in case. Oh, he's not going to die. But yeah, he goes like, and then he like reaches into his desk and he pops in his mouth. One of the Wellathors. What was it again? Wellathor's original caramel yeah, yeah, candy. Yeah, Wellathor's original caramel candy, and it kind of like soothes his Ajita. And he goes, listen, if it were up to the chief, he'd charge you guys with Detective Archuleta's death. As you know, he was found at the scene of the crime you guys got kicked out of when the Medea came in and was doing whatever the fuck those guys are doing. All right? As it is, he left it in my hands. Now, this Johannes Wayne attitude and flagrant disregard for policy is going to end Now, no one under my command will impede the progress of the Federal Task Force, headed by Agent Keys. No one. That's it. Dismissed. All right. No need to snap your cap, Cap. (laughs) He doesn't. He just looks. He just (laughs) blindly, like, just shakes his head. We'll stay out of the way of that bucktooth shit. He goes, you better if you know what's good for you. Okay, so let's leave the room, and I'm going to ask you guys, like, should we tell him about this note? No. 
the less he knows, the less trouble he can get in. Yeah, he kind of by the book, and I'm sure that the book doesn't include meeting in the shadows with the king of them shadows. Plaza looked like he could drop dead at any second. Meta, does the police have a night shift? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there will be officers out, like inside. The- You're like in the central hub of the where Torque. Like whatever wasn't destroyed during the termination event. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Is that the what- termination? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They have a night. You're saying they do definitely have a night shift. Yeah, and the night shift is led by um, Reginald Val Johnson. <laughs> okay. So if we set up something outside of the police station, people will notice that. At the same time, we're just cops hanging outside of a cop building. So how suspicious would we really look? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess that's fine. Okay. I guess. So as you are formulating this plan, Whiskers shoots by again, and then you hear the matronly voice of the artificer, and she's like, oh, Whiskers, come over here. Oh, no, did I do a German voice last time? I don't remember. Uh, remember. Viscous, come here. This is her voice now. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> Viscous, come here. You've been a naughty boy. And she picks it up, and she goes, oh, detectives, I've been looking for you. If you have a moment, please come down to the lab with me. I'll, I follow her. Yeah, sure. sure. Sure, we all go. So the artificer is, is like, okay. <laughs> oh, there's multiple centaurs <laughs> with me. Um, no, that was just me clapping along. <laughs> <laughs> you go downstairs and she's got like the equivalent of fantasy periodic table of elements up on the wall and like things are bubbling and whiskers is like asleep in her arms but twitching because he's just still super high on fade dust anyway so she sits you guys down she goes you know i did the autopsy on uh, detective Acheleta. he was boned like a fish they removed his heart liver his spine all that was left was his body and we identified that by this bracelet and she holds up, like, a bracelet that Danny um, would wear. I don't know if you would want to take it, but maybe it would give you some peace. Does anybody want the bracelet? I think Bino should take it. He was definitely very emotionally invested in Danny. I'm already bawling my eyes out. Okay. <laughs> I went away with that. I love you, Dane. Oh, so Put it on your hoof. I'll put it on Oh, my God, like a little... <laughs> and, yeah, okay, so it's not like a cool... A hooflet. It's like... um. It's got like plastic beads and it's like a little pink and it's got like tassels on it. Okay. Um, And you've got Danny Archuleta's bracelet, which is going to give you the ability for once a day to, without casting it, Mm -hmm. do the, the, was it a spell or cantrip jump? That's a spell. Yeah, it's a spell. spell, Yeah. Yeah, So you have a once a day, you have Danny's fancy bracelet of jumping. (laughs) That's perfect for you. (laughs) Now you can get up and downstairs as much as you want. (laughs) Just put a jump on the stairs. Yeah. Uh, Also, she goes, and there was something else I found from the autopsy. Uh, I found a high concentration of animal matter and blood around Danny Archuleta's fingertips, uh, leading me to believe that whoever did this may have recently been near or in a slaughterhouse. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All for knowledge of nearby slaughterhouses. I got real good history. Go for it. Yeah, I can... Uh... Oh, I have a good history, too. We'll, we'll do a help. Try. You guys are all racking your brains, so you'll get advantage on this history roll. Would, would oh, you nice. be able to tell with these Ooh, tests? The dip- oh, sorry. 24. Yes. I got a 22. Cool, I got a 2. I'm so, really smart. I rolled guys. a four. I don't know shit. About uh, that. Know yes, you you remember that there is a huge slaughterhouse in the meatpacking district of War Torque off of Meat and <laughs> Bone Boulevard. Nice. Uh, so, 
how are you able to tell the difference between a normal slaughterhouse and when, you know, 10 gang members are just ripped apart by the bone by some other gang? Well, see, that's a very good question. Um, I take out this and she removes this like really evil looking like apple corer and she goes and I stick it into the bone and then I put it in this and then she like pulls out this flask and like puts it in the flask and this thing bubbles blue and she goes, if it's blue, it's human matter. And then she does it to another one. If it's red, it's animal matter. What does it look like when it's a centaur? She just stabs you. <laughs> uh, take one damage. <laughs> okay. And uh, then she puts it in the uh, the concoction and it's like split equally blue and red. Oh, like a VA order a black and tan? Yeah, exactly. Just like a black and tan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I asked. Why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. So that can be the end of that scene. Let's All just right. call it. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are now, it's dusk. Tell me how you would like to approach the situation of the strange note. I mean, we don't have to, like, ambush it. We can just be there. Well, I mean, the idea, I think, behind the ambush was that if shit goes bad, we can do something first. I also feel like we're in front of a police station. If something goes bad, we'd just be like, It'll hey, be police! Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, like, yeah, our, there's our a night watch shift. Is, like, really shitty, though. <laughs> yeah, <keep getting laughs> Regard, regardless, entirely. there's a night shift, and, like, I think we'll be fine if we just wait right, in yeah. the open. So you, let's just hang out. I'm, I'm willing, I'm a ranger, I'm willing to be up top as a lookout type of thing. Well, what do you guys think? As long as we have our surprise secret weapon of Cosmos Glitterbum inside a rucksack. Well, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I don't even yeah, need to really pretend quick. to be in a fake one. I can just get in. Yeah, I have I have a messenger bag that you fit in. Yeah. I, it's just my remove, delivery bag. You'll have, you have to, to like stand on like a packages box. First, yeah. Yeah. I imagine like just the barrel of a huge shotgun, like just... Like the very, out. Yeah. And like two little <laughs> yeah, two oh yeah, it could just be yeah. on my shoulders just right where you could just, you have the aim. <laughs> I mean, I have an extra pistol, but yeah. I don't think any of you guys can use it. Why not? <laughs> I can't. I can use martial weapons. Uh, uh, based based on what I was reading for the diehard stuff, you actually have to have proficiency, proficiency in, in fire yeah. Uh, yeah. firearms to use them. You can still separate. use them without applying your proficiency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to position myself on the second story, out of uh, like looking okay. out of a window. There's ramparts up there. So you'd be like behind a flechette? Is no? What's the uh, crenellation? The crenellation. The fuck is damn? Hey, what's a rampart and what's a crenellation? <laughs> <laughs> Those okay. little square things, like you know, like on the top of yeah. the okay. castles. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So I, welcome I, to castle talk. Should I <laughs> castle do I cast? Have, do I have to roll stealth, or can I just have enough time to get? No, you're up there, dude. Okay, yeah, you're Plus it's dark and shit. And yeah, then, yeah. and I think you should, since you're a fucking rogue. You should be hidden. I if have you think, if some you fun abilities in terms of telling when people are lying and shit. For oh, okay, okay. So I thought it would make more sense, f- at least to be if out I'm in the open there, mm-hmm. so I can call him on his bullshit. Okay, so I'll be positioned up on the rampart. You guys, so yeah, like that. Okay, cool. Um, so does is are we just gonna move I'm gonna, forward with the plot then, or yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think I'll have, gonna I'm gonna have forever. I'm gonna okay. have a ready to action basically. Okay. All right, so when the uh, – what is his name? Carl's name. I'm sorry, who? Carl from Family Matters. What's his name? <laughs> Reginald, oh, Reginald, Reginald Val Johnson. Yeah, so Reginald Val Johnson, you see him like – what's his – do you call him Reginald Val Johnson in, in the Die Hard thing? Yeah, I didn't look up his Whatever. name, I don't so think. So Reginald Val Johnson like sees you guys kind of hanging outside and goes, hey, fellas, 
and uh, he's got his citywide bell, and he's got like a couple of guys behind him. And he goes, uh, "What what are you guys doing for a Christmas vacation?" Well, nothing fun. Not like you with your pregnant wife at home. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a special time in the holidays this year. I'm really looking forward to what next year has to bring. I'm sure it'll be nothing but good things. Yeah, congratulations, man. We're really happy for you. It's going to be a great year next year. Yeah, I think so too. By the way, sorry to hear about Danny. You guys have a great night. You too. And he walks off slowly <laughs> in a, like an illuminated like torchlight and out of your lives forever. Um, and just as that happens, you hear the clacking of hooves and yeah, except these are like really heavy f- like hoof falls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, clunk, 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 yeah. clunk, clunk, clunk. and around the corner is like, like drawn by like four all white draft horses with like blue woad, which is like a dye that like druids would put on their faces. Very, very Nordic looking with kind of lathered in sweat comes this enormous wagon. The top of the wagon is covered with this huge bear pelt. There are glass windows on it that are fogged up. And there's bones of like small animals and other talismans hanging off of it. And even though it is a huge thing, it kind of appears out of the cloud of smoke and the smoke comes out from the inside and you can smell it. And it's just the most potent mix of incense and halfling weed you have ever, ever smelled. And it like pulls up and the door opens and two Duragar step out. They don't have their weapons on, but they look like they're honor guard or uh, bodyguards. But the inside is so covered in smoke, you can't really see. Uh, you see like a shadow of like a heavy figure in there. And they just stand there like looking like they're completely unfazed by the fact that they're outside of the police department. Everybody knows. You guys immediately know that they're King Willie's guys. Um, so, yeah. Look at these jamokes riding dirty right in front of the station. That's a fine how do you do. Yeah, but they, those are some fine looking horses. Mm-hmm. Gross. Settle down there. <laughs> I'm only half turned on by him, all right? God, I miss, I miss that guy Randall from the stables, man. He never judged me. We can see exactly how turned on you are. <laughs> So one of them opens a huge gnarled palm and he like beckons one of the honor guard. He beckons and he says, King Willie will see you now. Beckoning one of us or all of us? Just in general to like whoever was standing in front, I guess. Are we supposed to get in the carriage? I don't think I'll fit. I mean, just realistically, our, you yeah. could be, you could run alongside and they can roll down the window. Okay, There's a way cool. to figure it out. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, why don't you guys get in there? I'll just, uh, you know, I'll ride alongside. They don't build these things for us. They just make us pull them. And I just kind of like reach out and just tap you. I'm like, I got you. Yeah, All right, so <laughs> uh, Samson gets into the uh, murdered out carriage. All right, I will go too, but I want it to be known that I am ready to see King Willie. You're ready to see him? I'm ready to see him. He's not beckoning us. I'm visiting him. I'm getting in because I choose it's to, an, not because you asked me to. It's an important <laughs> distinction. And the, the guard kind of looks at you quizzically and he says, but we were the ones who beckoned you with the raven earlier. So the beckoned. But we've been looking for you since, so we're ready to see you. But the beckoners do uh, the we beckoning. Can, we can pick this up later, but just know that this is something I wanted to do. Uh, Regardless 
of your motivations. And then he looks up at you and he kind of like does this intricate hand sign. He touches his head. He goes, our fate is written in the bones. Stop that. <laughs> no. In the bones, I said. Ugh. Growth. All right. All right. I'm going to try to stealth down and uh, like hitch on the back of the wagon. Please roll. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's a 24. Okay. Yeah. So you successfully get on the back of the carriage unnoticed. Everybody else, it's, it's big enough to fit even half orcs. Well, you're in a backpack. And so when you get inside, it's like a very well-appointed and lavish interior of a wagon. But in the center, there's this huge brazier. It just is in there. And inside is a really big, really old, really mean-looking dwarf, or Durgar, I should say. And he's got like, you know, really good armor on, really nice vestments. And he has an enormous, probably the size of a good Genoa salami, like cigar full of elf weed that he's just puffing okay. on. I thought you said halfling weed first. Yeah, halfling weed. What did okay. I say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shire good good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Shire good good. Yeah. And he offers it to you guys. Is this before or after California legalized it? I was going to say Sam, Samson take a hit off. <laughs> Hold on. It's it, good it, for my glaucoma. He's, out, he's outside of the wagon, right? Because yeah, he can't fit in But it. he, like, passes I'm sticking, it. Oh, okay, you know, okay. I, I think, you know, I'm a human body coming out of a horse's, you know, So body. he can, like, look into So, like, I'm kind of holding on with my human hands while I'm galloping along the side of it. I don't think they started yeah. moving yet, did they? No, not yet. <laughs> no, I, but I we're about though. to. <laughs> we're getting into semantics right now. Yeah. Let's just move the story along. Um, so he offers you he offers you guys to smoke before he even, he just looks around he doesn't say anything he just offers like an offering of the, the peace joint oh yeah ge- gentlemanly puff puff. Mm-hmm. puff puff who who is doing the smoking samson and i want to talk to samson <laughs> i mean i totally be down but i'm in the back uh i, I go puff puff and you know, like just kind of hold it like I, i'm stretching with my arms like shotgun it into the bag <laughs> yeah you i could do that, that too, too. Like yeah, do a, that okay like getting a cat eye so yeah you I, don't know what this take is gonna two. Do to me. i'm the only sober one right now <laughs> take two on that so yeah I, I puff puff and then i kind of go to my bag and just awesome in my bag Yep. Okay, so, so anybody who smoked has negated the effect that invisibility has on giving you disadvantage when you're trying to hit a creature with a dexterity attack. So if you're doing a ranged attack on an invisible creature, you no longer have disadvantage. Okay? Nice. But if you're doing a melee attack only when they're in- invisible, you have disadvantage. Well, we can't stack disadvantage. So let's just say it removes your, your ranged attack on a invisible creature. Hmm, that sounds uh, like we're going to fight someone invisible. I mean, you know that this is the predator, right? So, <laughs> awesome. That's great. So, as you pass the ceremonial Shire Good Good around King Willie, once you guys all smoke, except for you, Threda, he kind of looks at you disapprovingly. No, no, I'm hiding. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. So he doesn't <laughs> even look at you. Does it hand? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he he looks around approvingly, and then he takes this ornate ceremonial staff and he hits the top of the carriage, and he just takes you guys in a direction to the outskirts of the city, away from anything. And he pulls up in between these destroyed buildings that just so happen to be kind of 
the completely decimated area from where the termination happened, the termination event. It's now been like taken over by squatters and derelicts. And he pulls down into this alleyway. And in the alleyway, there's just like a ancient, kind of obscured by the buildings around it, kind of this ancient temple. It's just whatever's left, like a few pillars. And he gets out of the carriage. Meanwhile, he hasn't said a single thing to you guys, but once he steps out of the carriage, he looks to you guys and he says, they say you want to talk to me. They say you are offering me favors. Who said that, that bird? The spirits. Oh, uh, what did we just smoke? And we're going to find out what the spirits have to say to our intrepid adventurers next week on Reboots and Dragons. Thank you for listening to Reboots and Dragons. Please come back next week where we'll continue rebooting this movie playing in Dungeons and Dragons. Also, be sure to check out SpiroSketches.com or BrassCityGames.com or any of the other things that we have said, including Brian, who does the music. Reboots and Dragons, a Something Street Studio production. 